Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello and welcome to Trash Talk with TK. I'm TK, Tom Kelly on this Monday. And the Philadelphia Phillies are National League champions. They wrap the series up this weekend in Philadelphia, come back from San Diego, 1-1 the NLCS, and they get the job done. They uh, A clean sweep this weekend at Citizens Bank Park as the Phillies uh, make it so they don't need to go back to San Diego. They win the National League Championship Series over the Padres 4-1. to And just an incredible performance. And this incredible run, this incredible ride for this city, for Phillies fans, continues. And it's quickly becoming one of the most remarkable, one of the most improbable runs in the history of this city. I mean, I've heard a few people compare it to the 2017 Eagles and, you know, Nick Foles stepping in and that improbable run. To me, this is much more improbable. Yeah, the Eagles were playing with a backup quarterback. The Eagles were dealing with some injuries, but that was a really good team that was one of the best teams in football throughout the, the majority of the season. Like, that was a team who we had believed for the vast majority of that season was one that could win a Super Bowl and one that you expected to go on a run. That was not the case with this team three weeks ago. And that's what's amazing to me. As you think back, Three weeks ago, at this point now, 23 days ago, I guess, where it was really that Saturday in Washington and and the Phillies, they play the first half of a doubleheader and they just, they they look terrible. They get crushed in game one. Nick Maton comes out and needs to pitch the ninth inning. It feels like everything was falling apart and they come back and they win the night game and then they beat Washington the next day. They clinch in Houston, ironically, on Monday night, the team that they will match up with now in the World Series starting Friday night. And everything just seemed to fall into place from there. I mean, I think you look at that Cardinal series, maybe things go completely different if the Cardinals are able to close that game out in the top of the night. The Phillies were losing 2 nothing. They had done nothing for eight innings in St. Louis in game one of that three-game series. But they rally back. They get to win that Friday night. They get the win the next day on Saturday. They win that series 2-0. And this team is playing with a level of confidence right now that, you know, just can't be taught and can't be overlooked. And that's what you need to win a championship. That's what you need in these moments to play with that level of confidence, to believe in every instance you are going to win. And that's how this team is playing. And you saw it a number of times in the postseason so far. And certainly this weekend, and it's kind of the mantra that Bryce Harper has been, you know, uh, trying to hammer home with this team is apparently every game he's saying in the dugout, you know, we're not going to lose. We're not going to lose. And this team is playing like they believe they are going to find a way to win every single night. And you look at this weekend specifically, 
it wasn't easy. Like, not, none of those games were easy. None of those games were situations where the Phillies just cruised the victory. I mean, you look first at Friday night. Or one of those really just tense playoff games where Reese Hoskins hits the big home run and Reese Hoskins, hey, deserves a lot of credit. I, I will, you know, say I was wrong in a lot of aspects about Reese Hoskins. Do I still think he has deficiencies as a player that need to be corrected or at least minimalized? Yes. But this is why you have a guy like this on your team. If he gets hot, he can make a significant difference. He has made an incredible difference in this postseason in the playoffs with the long ball. But, you know, the Phillies able to grind out that win on Friday night where, you know, Gene Segura has kind of the crazy night, you know, an error, a big hit, gets picked off, a couple tremendous plays in the field. You get the big double play ball. I think maybe the play of the series, you know, obviously we'll get to game five and what what happened in game five. But maybe the biggest play in this entire series came in the top of the sixth inning of game three. Because you think at that point, the Phillies have a 3-2 lead. The Padres have runners on the corners with one out. Josh Bell comes up to pinch hit uh, in that moment. And Zach Eflin induces a double play ball. And when you look back at this series, that might have been the at-bat. That might have been the moment. Because if Josh Bell gets on there, Josh Bell gets a hit there, Padres tie that game up, Padres win game three, it's really a totally different situation. And I thought that was a huge moment. Eflin being able to get that double play ball, they're able to kind of grind out that game. Where, you know, Ranger comes out after five innings. Could you have gotten another inning from him? Possibly, but Rob Thompson obviously has earned that level of trust at this point. He's making every move he seems to make, every button he seems to push is the right one. Things are coming up, you know, correct every time Rob Thompson seems to make a move. Pulls Ranger, you get one out of Eflin, you get one out of out of Alvarado, and then Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in with the first six-inning save in a postseason game for the Phillies since Tug McGraw in 1980. So you kind of grind out that game. The next night, you knew going into game four, it was going to be a weird game, to be honest with you, because you have a bullpen game on both sides. Bailey Falter for the Phils, Mike Clevenger for the Padres. Falter has kind of the disastrous first inning. The Phils fall in a 4 nothing hole. Falter only records two outs before he comes out of this game. But then in the bottom of the first, this team once again, answers back. This is another moment. And, and there are several moments like this in this series where you look at it and you think how much differently the things end up if these things do not happen. The Phillies answering with three runs in the bottom of the first was was huge. Hoskins hits the two-run homer. Bryce Harper hits the, the double. And right then, you knew the Phillies were right back in the game. I mean, four to three at that point, it, it's a much different situation. The crowd got back into it, I think. You know, I was not down there Sunday. Uh, I was down there Friday, Saturday night. The loudest the crowd got either of those two nights was in the bottom of the first inning of game four when the Phillies were kind of rallying back and, and answering that early explosion by the Padres offense. They fall behind 6-4. Hoskins again with a two-run homer. And then they really get going and they end up cruising to the 10-6 victory. Uh, another big hit for Bryce Harper later in that game, put the Phillies on top. They add some insurance runs. They get a good bounce on the Castellanos ball that hits the second base bag. And then Schwarber and Real Muto with solo home runs 
to add insurance and the Phils win that one 10 to six. And then you get to Sunday, which, you know, the Phillies found themselves in, in, in an, a diff, difficult situation. They go up to nothing on the Hoskins to run Homer. Soto gets Zach Wheeler. Other than that, Zach Wheeler was, was really good. Soto though hits the solo Homer. Um, and Wheeler pitches into the seventh inning, gives up the the hit to start the seventh, then ends up coming out of the game. And Phil's dealt with adversity again in game five. And game five is critical because, yeah, you have a 3-1 series lead. I felt good about the Phillies' chances to win this series, even if they lost game five. Because I, I, I don't believe that Aaron Nola would have had happened to him once again what happened in game two. I was fully confident that if the Phillies did have to go back to San Diego, they would have won tonight in Game 6. Uh, I truly do believe that. I think Aaron Nola would have performed well, and I think they would have found a way to win. But you don't want to put yourself in that situation. Like You have the chance to close things out at home, and you have the chance to really preserve your bullpen for the next series here and get a week of rest now leading up to Friday night. And, you know, that was a tough moment when the Phillies are out there and, and the conditions were bad all day. Unfortunately, they got really bad. That inning, Sir Anthony Dominguez was out there, three wild pitches, and obviously that had something to do with it. I mean, Sir Anthony's not a guy who's that wild. He's just going to lose his command like that. Unfortunately, it allows a Padres run to score, and the Phillies are playing from behind late. That's not something they've done a lot this postseason at all, is they haven't played from behind much in general, but certainly late in games they haven't played from behind. Unfortunately, unable to come through with the big hit in the bottom of the seventh, but then the eighth inning. I mean, they're just persistent. They just stay on you. And JT Romito gets the leadoff single. You get a man on right away. And then that set the stage for Bryce Harper. And I mean, it's a moment we're going to remember forever. It's one of the greatest moments in the history of Philadelphia sports, honestly, for Bryce Harper to hit the home run in that moment. And I was at home watching the game with my, my wife and my son. And I just kind of thought to myself, I'm like, what if he hit a home run right here? And, and it's one of those things that you almost, you, you think about it, but then you're like, it can't actually happen. Like, there's no way Bryce Harper's actually going to homer here. Like, that would just be too good to be true. And then uh, just the tremendous at bat, I thought. I mean, he had a one-two take of a, a changeup down in the zone from Suarez. That was a good pitch um, that, you know, was just below the zone, really good take. And uh, Bryce got the pitch that he wanted. And it wasn't, you know, necessarily a great pitch to hit. Like it was a little up in the zone, but it was on the outside part of the plate. And this is when Bryce Harper, and when I was on the post game with Rob Cherry on Saturday night, we had talked about this. And this is when you know Bryce Harper's going good. And you look back to Saturday, the big double that he had to put the Phillies ahead seven to six, going to left center field. When Bryce Harper is going to the opposite field, that is when you know he is locked in. And he gets a pitch on the outside part of the plate, just lifts it to left, and he knew it. He knew it immediately. And it was just incredible. It was absolutely incredible for Bryce Harper to do that in that moment. You know, and we've talked a lot about the contract. I've talked a lot about the contract. And whether, you know, as exciting as it was, whether signing Bryce Harper, and, and in this sport, investing so much in one guy was the right move. And I've had my questions about it. I've kind of gone back and forth. And, and in many instances, I thought, you know, the Phillies probably would have been wiser to spread that money around a little bit. 
to fill more holes instead of just paying so much money to a quote unquote star. I was wrong. I mean, and I think anybody who doubted Bryce Harper was wrong because that moment in itself made the whole contract worth it. You know, for Bryce Harper to be able to step up in that moment, it's 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 up there. It's one of the biggest hits in Philly's history. I would say it's up there with the Jimmy Rollins walk off in game four. It's probably bigger. It is. And that's one of my top three Phillies moments in my lifetime is Jimmy Rollins that walk off in game four against the Dodgers. But this is a a closeout game. This was what prevented you from having to go back across country and needing to win a game six or game seven, because if the Phillies didn't win game six, I wouldn't have liked their chances very much in a game seven, uh, considering where the momentum would be at that point. That made the whole contract worth it. That's why you pay a guy like Bryce Harper what you pay him. and. The Phillies organization deserves a lot of credit, starting with John Middleton. John Middleton, before this season, doing what he did and deciding, I am going to go into the luxury tax right after the lockout, signing Kyle Schwarber, signing Nick Castellanos. And hey, I know Castellanos' season hasn't gone as planned. He he is, you know, underperformed for what we expected. But just that financial commitment being willing to go out and make those moves, being willing to push all in. And sure, the Phillies got the benefit of an extra playoff team this year, but you're only playing with the rules that are in place. And that's all this team can control. Um, And John Middleton going out and pushing in, deciding this was the year that we are going to go into the luxury tax. He'd already been paying a lot of money. This was a high payroll team. But that move needed to happen. This team wasn't going to get to that level. They weren't going to make the postseason without investing to the point where they got into luxury tax. John Middleton did that. And he deserves a ton of credit. Dave Dombrowski deserves a ton of credit uh, for assembling this team, for landing those players. Dave Dombrowski at the trade deadline. Um, You know, moves that were minor moves. Again, and, you know... I was critical of the trade deadline. I wanted the Phillies to go out and get a higher profile starter. I wanted a Luis Castillo or, you know, a Frankie Montas or a Jose Quintana even. But you look at the moves that he made without surrendering the Phillies' top prize prospects in Painter, Abel, and Griff McGarry. You've got guys that have contributed all postseason long. Brandon Marsh has come up with big hits and played a good center field, made a big catch uh, the other night in game three out there in, in deep left center. And Mundo Sosa, a role player you got for defense, has made an impact at times. Noah Syndergaard has been better than I could have imagined. I mean, Noah Syndergaard has come in and given you some big innings. The start against the Braves in game four gave you a big inning uh, in game four against the Padres the other night. And I think Noah Syndergaard probably likely to be your game four starter once again in the World Series here. Dabrowski's done an incredible job. The players for hanging in there through all the adversity to really, you know, grind this thing out here and find a way to win. And that that's the biggest thing is they just find ways to win. And as I said this weekend, when you look at those games, they were all different. And that's what's so special about this team. They can beat you in different ways. And it, it's a classic example of how postseason baseball is just different than regular season baseball. This team was always built for the playoffs. And it was always an idea of, could they just get in? Because if they get in, 
They are dangerous. With a lineup like this, if they get hot at the right time, and they have, with two frontline starters like Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, have pitched very, very well, with the exception of the one Nola start. I mean, they've been phenomenal. And you couple that with a bullpen that is settled down now, where you at least have guys at the back end with Eflin, Alvarado, and Dominguez, who you can count on. Like, question marks elsewise, but I think those three guys, generally, you feel pretty good when they're coming into a game that they're going to be able to hold a lead or keep the game where it's at. And as far as Rob Thompson goes, I mean, there's you almost run out of things to say. The job that he did taking over this team after Joe Girardi was fired was obviously huge and incredibly impressive. But tactically, what he's done has just been uh, unbelievable. Obviously, the way he's managed the bullpen. But you look at this series in particular, he managed circles around Bob Melvin in the series. Like, like it was a clinic. Which And you look at baseball, I'm not sure how much managers always play into it. You know, I think a lot of it comes down to the players on the field. But you look at the decision-making in this series and the tone that Rob Thompson set from really game one is that he was going to be, he was going to manage the series aggressively and he was going to go for it when he had the opportunity and game one, Zach Wheeler goes seven innings. I thought he might've been able to go deeper, but Rob Thompson knew in that moment, I want to go to my, my fresh arms goes to Dominguez goes to Alvarado. They get the job done in game one, game three. I thought was a real tone setter as well, where game three and game three and game four were very interestingly managed games and both guys took opposite approaches and Rob Thompson's approach ended up being the correct one is he was going to manage that game aggressively. You know, both guys knew both managers knew, okay, the next day we we would like to preserve our bullpen because we both have bullpen games and it turns out neither starter even got through the first inning. Like Clevenger on Saturday night didn't even record an out in that game. But Rob Thompson wasn't worried about the bullpen. You know, he just decided, we have an opportunity to win this game on Friday night. We're going to take it. Gets Ranger Suarez out after five innings. He wasn't worried about necessarily blowing out his bullpen. Eflin gives you an inning. Alvarado throws a lot of pitches. Sir Anthony throws a lot of pitches. But getting that game was critical. Game three was the swing game of the series. It was huge to win that game. And you look at Bob Melvin, he was conservative. He didn't go to any of his top guys. And in the end, it turned back. It it came back to bite him a little bit. I mean, game four, uh, the Phillies make a lot of changes. Some most of them worked out. The Brad Hand did not, but you're able to get through that game okay. And then on Sunday, and this is where I mean, if I was a Padres fan, I would just be infuriated by Bob Melvin because yeah, the Bryce Homer was unbelievable. What a moment! And Bryce deserves a ton of credit for that. But the idea that Bob Melvin in that spot didn't go to Josh Hader is uh, is just beyond baffling to me. Like, the fact that you were not going to go to the guy who you were paying a ton of money, you traded a, a lot for the deadline for these moments. What are you preserving him for? Like, I understand here that there were three games in three days remaining. And ideally, they'd like to have Josh Hader available for all those games. But if you don't win game five, there is no game six. And to not go to Hader there, 
and go to him for either six outs or go to him for the eighth and then figure something else out for the ninth is is just crazy to me. Like Bryce Harper is the guy you can't let beat you. With Castellanos bone behind him, I mean, how are you throwing to him in that situation? How do you not have your best guy on the mound? Um, Bob Melvin was not aggressive enough in this series. Rob Thompson was very aggressive. And I think that was a big difference. I mean, Rob Thompson gave the Phillies a legitimate advantage in this series. And I don't know how much managers actually give you an advantage. Um, I think managers can put you at a disadvantage. And I think Joe Girardi, in many instances, put the Phillies at a disadvantage. But Rob Thompson gives them an advantage in the dugout. And he just outperformed Bob Melvin. I mean, it was that simple. He was 10 times better than, than Melvin was in this series. And the job Rob Thompson does has done, the heater that he's been on, just continues here as the Phils win the series and now move on to the World Series. And real quick before we wrap up, we do need to preview this World Series. It's a fascinating matchup. The Houston Astros are a powerhouse. There's no denying it. They are 7-0 in this postseason. They swept out Seattle in three games. They swept out the Yankees in four games. And this is going to be a very interesting series. And and you look at the pitching rotation here. Um, the Phillies have a decision to make for game one. They could go with Zach Wheeler. They could go with Aaron Nola. I don't think there's any doubt. Wheeler and Nola are going in one and two. I would start Aaron Nola in game one. You know, at this point, Aaron Nola last pitched Wednesday. Friday night will be nine days. You don't want him sitting too long. Like, you could go with Wheeler. Wheeler would be on regular rest Friday. And maybe for continuity purposes, you'd like to do that just because this is kind of what's worked. I mean, Wheeler started game one against Cardinals. Wheeler started game one against the Padres. Um, so you could. Wheeler pitched in front of Nola in the Braves series. So you could start Wheeler and go with Nola in game two. But I want to get Aaron Nola back on the mound. You know, no need to give him that extra day. No need to make him wait 10 days. He's already waiting a long time. And as far as Wheeler goes, he's only going to be better if you give him an extra day. Now, if Wheeler comes back on five days rest, you know, I think that should be even better for him. And that's what I would go with. So I would go with Aaron Nola game one. Uh, you got to imagine Justin Verlander is going to start game one for the Astros. Um, and then Wheeler likely against Framber Valdez in game two. And, you know, the Astros in their series against the Yankees, they started Christian Javier in game three and then Lance McCullers in game four. So, I mean, they have a good rotation, no doubt about it. Uh, Verlander is obviously the top of it, but the Phillies won two. Nola Wheeler, I'll take that combo against anybody. And I think the Phillies have a real chance in this series. Now, you look at the Astros lineup, they are very, uh, are very talented. We know that. I mean, you look at guys like Altuve, Bregman, Guriel, they've been there a long time. They bring up the kids like Pena, the shortstop, who who has taken over for Carlos Correa. He's been tremendous. He's, he, he has hit some big home runs for them. Hit the big walk-off in that marathon game against Seattle. Hit a three-run homer when they were down 3 nothing to the Yankees in Game 4 on Sunday night. He's given uh, that team big contributions. Obviously, Jordan Alvarez who is one of the most dangerous hitters in baseball. Um, he's another guy to be aware of. Kyle Tucker in right field, one of those kind of pesky hitters who I think uh, could could 
be somebody who we don't really like by the end of this series. And obviously it's a tough matchup. They got a good bullpen. Hector Neris is in that bullpen. I said, I, I absolutely think <laughs> this series is going to come down in a lot of ways. You just, you just know it's going to come down to Hector Neris pitching in a big spot at Citizens Bank Park. I mean, how fitting would that be uh, with his career here? Who I actually like, I like Hector Neris and, and I think he's a good setup guy, and he's been very good for Houston this year. And you look at this matchup, a lot of things would point to it being in the Astros' favor. But I just, you know, I just think this Phillies team has something special going right now. And the way I see this series playing out, what's critical, and this is obviously critical in every seven-game series, especially when you're playing on the road to start, the Phillies need to win one of those two in Houston. That's what this series is going to come down to. If the Phillies do that, which I believe they will, um, you know, if I had to bet, I would say the Astros win game one. I would say the Phillies bounce back and win game two. I think they're going to win the series. And I think they will. I, I think they will split in Houston. I think they'll come back. I, I Obviously, home field advantage has been a huge deal. They're 5-0 and at home this postseason. Beating the Astros three in a row at home, I think, would be really tough. It's not impossible. But I do think the Phillies can come back home and at least get two of three. And if they win two of three against Houston, go up 3-2, that would set the stage for Zach Wheeler in game six, um, back in Houston if he is the game two starter, regardless, Wheeler or Nola. And I think the Phillies win that game, and that's my prediction. I'm going Phillies in six in this series. Houston's obviously... Really good. And I think it's going to be a fantastic matchup. And I think it's going to be a really entertaining series. But I just think there's something special happening with this Phillies team right now. They're playing with the belief that the championship teams play with. They're playing with the confidence the championship teams play with. And now they truly are not under pressure at this point. I mean, all the pressure is on Houston to get this thing done. It's not on the Phillies. And I think they're going to find a way to get it done. I think Wheeler and Nola will be very good in their starts. They're going to start four times in this series. You got to win three of those four starts. Bottom line, I think you can. Um, I, I think, you know, Nola can outpitch a Verlander once. I think Wheeler is, you know, the better pitcher than a guy like Framber Valdez or, or Lance McCullers, whoever he would match up with. And I'd like the Phillies to win this series. I'll take the Phillies in six. Um, and I think they're going to get it done. And what a run this continues to be. What a, a, a remarkable, remarkable journey this has been with this team over the last couple of weeks. And an unbelievable weekend. Um, and going to be an unbelievable series ahead. But I'll take Phillies over Astros in six. And Bryce Harper, the lasting moment of this weekend will be Bryce Harper hitting that home run. And we'll never forget it. It'll be one of those moments that will live in Philadelphia sports history forever. Um, certainly the best Phillies moment since the Jimmy Rollins walk-off in 09 in game four against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I think it's going to continue. The Phils need four more wins. I think they're going to get them. I think they're going to beat the Astros in the World Series. But what a special weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed it. And it's going to be a long week waiting to Friday. It is going to be a long week waiting until game one. 
finally gets underway, but it's going to be awesome and can't wait. But thank you to everybody for listening. Really excited uh, for this weekend and uh, to see what happens with the fills. I will be on uh, 94 WIP plenty coming up here. So uh, we've got schedules moving around, everything uh, being configured with the World Series schedule not yet being released time-wise. But I'll let everybody know when I'm when I'm on this week. I believe I'll be on Tuesday into Wednesday overnight. So definitely check me out then. And, and again this weekend, hopefully doing some Phillies post-game shows. But thank you all for listening. Go Phils. What a weekend. Um, and I'll talk to you later this week on 94WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 